this 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 boogie. Is Wings who Boogie yeah. fought? Um, possibly. I Wait, if Boogie I, got into a Boogie did one of those crater fights. No, nah, yeah, Boogie he, don't. Boogie don't well, fight. He, he pulls up with a Glock. But uh, <laughs> yeah. they did. They did some um some crater boxing thing. I think it might have mm. been Wings of Redemption. No, I mean, look, if Boogie wants to fight someone, I'll do that. I'll train. Like if you're gonna give me six months of training. I think we're like in the same kind of weight class. I might be. I don't know what is what is his height. What is Boogie's like actual dimensions? I don't know. He can't. Um, he can't be over six feet. I don't think. No, I don't think so. If he's not over six feet, I'm I'm, I'm molly whopping him. Like right. if he's not over. If he's like if he's five. If he's like five ten or under, that's it. That's an easy dub for According me. To all right, yeah, I, 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 I oh go ahead. You might know what I'm about to say. <laughs> it's five foot nine. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little bro him. Like what? Like that's 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 light work. Like that's absolutely light work. Um, I don't know, like, Boogie's like, it's very weird, he's such a a weird dude, like, um, to have someone film a whole documentary at your house, and then, like, just say, like, the fucking wildest shit, just, like, being like, oh, I should be able to say nigger, but, you know, people don't understand, (laughs) it's like... What the fuck is wrong with you? Just, well, I, mean, say it. I don't want to make it. It happens every time. The perfect uh, counter argument is usually in the argument itself. You can't find yourself saying the word, then maybe there is some magic to it. Right. Maybe. I say every other word. I never, and like the and is, they have no magic. But right. when you have to stop and be like, I'm only going to say the first letter of this word, maybe there's some sort of magic. Maybe it's like a little sparkly. Yeah, <laughs> a little sparkly, a little tingly, a little stink on that term. It's just weird. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of that documentary, and I had to know about like he's just fucking like they they spent a whole time with him, and like he's like he's like he's like in swim trunks, but he's like in his tub, and he has like these like rubber duckies, and he's like, yeah, oh. well, the girl, the girl I was dating at the time, the you PSP know, she demo. was. She was like kind of. She like had like a very young personality, so she had rubber duckies, and then I watched her while she had her. I was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Time out. Pause. I went off. Single like frame this dude is pictured or filmed in is like the most bizarre shit. I'm just like here, Jeff Keeley. I'm. This is me. Uh um uh uh appealing to you, Jeff Keeley. That gamer of the year award is an trending albatross. Gamer. Yeah, trending gamer is yeah. an albatross. Uh, you need someone like a Greg Miller to hold that title. That's not going to, you know, show their ass on the internet. Now, uh, Greg is off busy doing twenty million other podcasts. So not have time for that. I, however, do. Um, I won't film myself at e3 in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that it'd be be kind of racist um and i won't uh 
I won't go in like a fuck uh, boogie, like just be boogie online. I won't even not play. I won't even play games with women on stream because I'm not a fucking weirdo uh, like Ninja. Like very easy to not be weird about that. I oh, never boy. that shit was so that shit was so wild when he was like, Well, I can't play video games on the stream. My wife would be upset. Be like, dog. Yeah. Two months later. You, what kind of games are you playing on the stream? Yeah. Two months later, he's hosting the what New Year's Eve party with Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh well. Well, it's Ellen. You have to oh, understand. Yeah. It's Ellen. Yeah. I, as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh yeah, one plus one does not equal two in this case. Who was um, the last let me see? What was the last trending gamer? That's what I'm trying to find. I thought it was Boogie. I thought Boogie was the Uh, last one. Boogie was 2016. I want to say it was like, what's the mustache It's not called Trending Gamer anymore. I think it's called Content Creator. Content Creator. Uh, Hmm. Why should it be like Kai or some bullshit? It was was not Kai Sanat. Kai Sanat did not pop off. Actually, he was was Ludwig. It was the, um, he does esports commentary. He does. um, Oh, okay. A neutral uh, choice. You say that now. He plays melee, so you, you say, know, question mark. I was about to say you say neutral choice, but now when someone goes looks it up and you see Ludwig on oh, some God. bullshit, you're gonna be like, "Well, damn." Oh God, he's showing. Yeah, I don't know the deep lore on this dude, so you can say. But mm-hmm. I do know that the uh, trending gamer award is like a sort of Damocles, and I think they changed it because everybody under it's been getting st- <laughs> their heads cut off. So yeah. probably nah, for the they should best. put it back in. They should put it back in so we can all just watch for the next year to see what <laughs> so happens. Can, it's a good matting curse some person. Yeah. It's like a Groundhog's Day type of war. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got another month of bullshittery on the internet. Oh, they're I gonna bring that. it they're gonna bring it back and then Colin Moriarty is gonna win the award. <laughs> for what? For trendy what? Ga- trendy gamer. What what trend is he setting? Yeah, no one's trending more than uh, Colin Moriarty. You're the thing is, you if you bring in Colin, you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about the 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 scandal to come because it's already happened. You got to be proactive with it. Is what is Nick Robinson doing? Like, yeah. uh, who else can we get out the? <laughs> oh my god! So there's only one. There's only one. There's uh, only one scandal possible. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I think um, Colin and his company have been content just making money quietly, uh, yeah. Re- releasing brick uh, breakout and different skins all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> all, of his, all of his games are just breakout, which is like that's what you want to do, man. Well, you're trying to get them to break out into the end. Of- no, no, that that we'll put that one back in the back in the bag. Hey oh, man, get, get your creator. yeah, get your weird money, uh, guy. But we're trying to get our money. No, we're not. We don't advertise or do anything to get money on no, this. You do nothing. That this episode sponsored by Skillshare. <laughs> you want to tell a good joke? Don't listen to yeah. Emmett. Go to Skillshare. <laughs> uh, you want a perfect? You know a perfectly frequency boogie. Go to Skillshare. Uh, hi, welcome to the thing. Uh, you're bi-weekly podcast uh uh yeah i don't know every two months two episodes a month that's what i could that's all i could offer you except for this month because it's a holiday month but two episodes most months what i can offer you i the man waffling is tl foster uh and i'm joined by the internet's own uh jared 
It's true. I was born here. And then the internets also own Emmett. If you're waffling, can I be pancaking? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm on my corny uh, shit today. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll listen more on the podcast that you listen to. Uh, I want to say, before we get into our stuff, I want to say I think our last podcast episode was pretty great. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought that I think I thought it went out pretty well. I thought the reception of it has been really cool. Um, seen a lot of people bring up white people I'd never heard of before, and I just had to tell them I do not know that man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm trying to think of uh, one there was like one like I, I just like saw a name and it just looked like consonants together, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There was definitely one. I I was looking at replies early in that thread when you were looking when you were kind of fielding for them, and there was definitely one. I was like, I don't what man. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Is this your friend? Uh, you somebody friend. <laughs> uh, somebody tried to give me like some Melbourne like comedy rapper, which like if I didn't say Lonely Island, I'm not putting a fucking comedy rapper on my group. Like that's just not going to be the thing. Like he might be the there's this dude that does freestyle raps in the middle of his stand up sets and he's like British or something. I think that's the guy they're talking about. I don't gross. know that for certain, do but I just feel like it. I just smell it. I don't need I don't need fucking teacher rap <laughs> on my list. I already put John Cena on my list. What do you want from me, people? Rhymes and do we would groom to be. <laughs> I have to assume, like, and this is this is to say nothing specifically mm. about people from Australia. I just have to assume that you're trash. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's just things you do well. And I just can't live in a dimension where rapping is one of those things. Yeah. Go like what you, what you what do you do well? You uh are really good at wildfires. Yeah. <laughs> good um, at wild. You, uh you're saving your dogs from kangaroos. Yeah, That's saving your dogs from kangaroos. Yeah. You have large women who end up being professional wrestlers. I just don't like Keep the bolo thing. I like the bolo thing from Kangaroo Jack. That counts. True. Boomerangs yeah. and bolos. Yeah. My, I, my favorite I was, board game. I was say I was conflating uh, New Zealand and Australia. Right, well, that'll get you shot. There, it's a thing I do, and I apologize. Um, so you said large women. I was like, yeah, there was like, there was like, there was like, there was like a when I was in college in Auburn. I was like, oh yeah, I met a really hot uh, Australian woman. It's like, no, she was New Zealand. She was she was mm. from New Zealand, and she's walking so. through the door right now to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's oh, right boy. here. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Aussies, you just have your weird summer Christmas and like your dangerous animals that will murder you, and we'll just have our gu- our gun violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our trade off. Yeah, they die yeah. by natural selection. We die by. Actually, another type of natural selection. Uh, yeah, by natural selection too. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. It's the remix. Uh, um, yeah, the remix to natural selection. Uh, speaking of remix. Oh boy. Uh, oh, DJ Envy is back in the back in the news. Mm-mm. So I the mean, bit. we are we are a little bit removed from this. Yeah. Um, this this was kind of like couple weeks ago no, there's nothing that's really um i guess developed quite after that first week 
Yeah. But uh, it is funny to see, like, all of the the well-documented, I don't know, not quite evidence, but, like, looking at any of these videos, any of these conversations he's had, and be like, man, this is, something's not right about this. <laughs> Turning Turns out 100% right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I don't know how you end up in situation. I just want to comment very quickly before we get into any of this. The mm. image in the article for this thing that we put, uh, DJ MV looks like a, a recently fed elf. <laughs> I mean, he's I always looked like that, yeah. I've never looked at DJ MV as long as I have during this whole situation. <laughs> so I've never thought about this until right now. Uh, but yeah, for people who don't know, uh, DJ Envy uh, 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 was in a real life Ponzi scheme. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so according to the article, which is from Uproxx, uh, used to do really great wrestling stuff. And then it, it all went away. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they still do wrestling stuff. Um, uh, but according to Billboard, Pena, DJ Envy, uh, builds himself as a well, real estate. And Cesar Pena and DJ Envy are different people. Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. The guy, Cesar Pena, uh, let's see. Uh, TL, remember to edit all of this out or keep it in. I don't know. I can't tell you what to do in the future. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, DJ Envy and uh, Cesar Pena kind of were perpetrating a Ponzi scheme. Now, was this this was like with members, like high high profile people, right? Like this was like trying to sell it to other folks. Yeah, he yeah. was in like a a real estate group. Mm-hmm. Um, well, really not a not like an official group, um, but like hobbyists that hang out together basically the real group was uh, caesar pena dj mv uh, a couple of the people mm. caesar is like the sort of mastermind of this he's the he was if if you could definitely say one person was 100 percent scamming it was him yeah um, the question becomes like how much can you prove that envy's sort of constant endorsement uh an active sort of social media presence around the organization he was around uh sort of implicates him as part of um actively trying to defraud the people or push a thing that was fake um whether he was actually the person stealing the money or not um that that that'll be like part of the question they got to figure out um but he's peña specifically spends a lot of time like on tiktok and and whatever like posing with like Snoop Dogg or whatever, like other rich rappers who get into real estate. It's like a thing because it's mm. like <clears throat> real estate's always a great place to throw money. If you really don't care about how it's made. Uh, so long, this is so long that it's made. Um, so he's become like a famous kind of real estate guy. Um, but also I've never seen a dude look more guilty in my life just by looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, like you said, I don't know how much you get on Envy, but like, Pena was on the Breakfast Club a lot, right? Like, so talking about this particular thing, right? Uh, so you have to wonder, like, when it comes to something like this, as we kind of get to, like to this weird evolution of the Ponzi scheme stuff, <clears> and like, and where you can sell it, what do you do for your audience, and how do you build stuff to your audience? Because, like, I think, like, from content creation side, we saw this 
I know from the game side, like around 2015, 2016, when a lot of YouTubers had to start saying, oh, hey, this is sponsored content, right? Because like they would just do like quote unquote game reviews that were just ads for games, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot. So, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, the reason you get for that. sponsored uh, a hashtag ad or provided by PlayStation or all that kind of shit is because as part of the aftermath of Gamergate, people were like, well, maybe that's some of that Gamergate shit was out of control. Yeah. But also Ubisoft is contacting you directly and telling you to tell them that their game is awesome and not, and you are not disclosing that we told you that, to do that. Correct. <laughs> and then, and then, I don't know, uh, shroud or something is like, Hey, absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> Now everyone's buying Assassin's Creed Syndicate or whatever when based on YouTuber like like rave reviews or whatever when there was no like disclosure at all that this was like an organ. This is like a a beneficial arrangement between uh, publisher and critic, quote unquote. Right. Um, And like this is this is ish. That same kind of when we're talking strictly from like a social media presence and like how are you using your voice to advertise a thing situation, that's where this connection is. But the real legal yeah. thing was Pena was like taking loans and using his um, buildings as collateral, taking the money for the loans and then reinvesting it to get more loans and then using the interest he makes of those to pay back the other ones. But he is getting loans, basically telling people that he has money that he doesn't have because he's spending the money he has on other loans, uh, which is illegal. Um, and then also like trying to sell your knowledge and your secrets to other people who would then sell knowledge. See, that's where the positive scheme part really is complete. Mm. Um, and he was like textbook doing all that shit. Um, so, you know, hilarious. Also in Patterson, New Jersey, shout out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, where I was born. Was that was that a line? Was that Hamilton line? Everything is legal in New Jersey. Yes, except when it's illegal. Well, Which is it's only legal when you get caught. <laughs> Caesar Pena, who is, uh, he almost looks like Big Pun if he never made it. Mm. <laughs> the big joke, the Big Pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Nah. Yeah, you're right. You you can't be named Caesar and commit crimes to this degree, at least. You can't like be eternally in a Adidas like tracksuit, just filmed <laughs> exactly. in shadows. And what and, is that and, supposed to mean? Is I wear my Adidas sweatshirt? Listen, if I saw you <laughs> straight up Adidas tracksuited out, and we're on the TikTok, and I'm talking up whatever, and the camera comes to you, and you're like, yeah, you know how it is. You do what you do <laughs> as you're like counting money. Like we know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. T.L. Foster's in some bullshit is what everyone's going to say in the comments. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you guys about a great supplement called Herbalife. <laughs> now, <laughs> Herbalife, they call it a super a super food. I just say it makes you it makes you attracted to the partner of your choice. And it's very cheap. Uh, have, you heard, have you heard about uh, this thing I heard of, uh, I've heard about called uh, Juicero? It's juice in a bag. And then you can just put it in the juice bag machine and push the juice out of the bag. This That'll be $120. Capri Sun. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, Evan, have you been, have you been a part of a, I, I have been to many of multi-level management meetings. Oh, one of these. Okay. Uh, especially during uh, the initial recession of the 2008s when I was looking for work and my buddy was like, oh, hey, this yeah. is like a job interview. Yeah. Like, nah. I feel like the recession, the, the real estate crisis was prime prime fertile ground for MLM schemes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen people get there's like one of my friends got caught up in some things where he's like trying to sell knives door to door in some type of scheme like that and it's like who's really buying knives like that? Like it's not really a thing. But as far as me personally, eh, I I'm too cautious to do anything to that degree. The worst I've gotten it wasn't really it wasn't like a scheme, it was just me falling for false advertising. Um Long story short, they said they needed extras for Atlanta season three. And I was like, oh, boy, that went to a marketing agency that was like, you know, for actors. And they're like, oh, you got potential. Want to pay this much money to get an agent? And I'm like, Haha, you have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> they use Donald Glover to get at you. I, oh, I <laughs> Another L on my part for Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, they hate to yeah. see it. Marketing yeah. has to be. He didn't even know what happened, but. Listen, yeah. you can't. Some L's are unforced. Some L's are unknown. Yeah. Well, when I'm I in w- the background of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you'll all change your minds. I will. <laughs> well, you know, at least I'll, I'll always to- have some more questions. I'll have some follow up questions. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll find a way to blame Donald Glover for the situation. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, it it's just, I don't know. It's a very weird thing. Um, and well, MV, I hope you don't end up going <laughs> to jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they put his job up, uh, or at least they had a job description that looked that sounded very much like his job, um, like a month after. I'll move to New so, York right the fuck now. Let so me be know. on the Breakfast Club. Let me cancel nah, all man, the interviews. You're making a mess up in your life. It's, I, it's, I, it's, you don't you don't want to do that. I, no, I, I just do. let me be the can- let me cancel out everything that the or fuck Charlemagne the God says. I'm about to say I just I watched that week where Charlemagne was over. The Daily Show, man. I was like, this shit's whack, man. Like, I thought that these is, like episodes were like okay, right? Like, Jesus is someone that I think really benefits from having Mero. Like, I think they're a perfect combination. Charlemagne was just trash, dude. It was a whole week of just like, nah, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped Does out. Does he still week. have his show? Charlemagne had a talk show for a while. Right? Oh, guy talk, I think. I don't know. I think I don't know if it was like a real like I sit down and interview show, or if it was like a daily show where he's just talking to the camera. I think it is a I sit down and interview, like kind of like yeah. Z Way is saying. But I think yes. like I think what they just I think a lot of those guys like I think after the pandemic, a lot of those shows like those kind of interview shows kind of went off. Like if you're not fucking Bobby Weirdface, whatever her name her last name is, like. Doing these like like uh ad tonic or whatever. Like the the chick who's like the white chick who has like the pouty face who like looks like she's twenty one. Oh, Bobby like Petrov like or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. weird name, you know? The teenage girl looking girl. Yes, but she's like third. She's in her like mid thirties. Like, yeah, I thought she was only in like, her mid twenties. No, dude, she's like our age. Yeah. The girl who didn't wear makeup on her podcast until she interviewed a white woman. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, also, I, that's a that weird. That whole thing is weird because yeah. I feel like we're spending. A, there's a lot of time spent to be like, now nah, why is this white lady taking advantage? Like being clearly an industry plant, taking advantage of the spotlight and being like, 
some way to these black dudes and some other way to this this one to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. But yeah. also like like little Yachty offset grown ass men. Right. Made this decision. <laughs> exactly. Clearly there's some value here. I it's it's not like yeah. she's exploiting these people. Like I didn't feel like I, the Drake thing is hilarious because Fuck Drake, who's, but <laughs> who is yeah, a fuck Drake? But B, like, who is being exploited here? Right, like, it's certainly a not Drake. It's a victimless activity, absolutely. It's just it's yeah. nonsense. But also, like yeah. this who, this person who could disappear tomorrow and no one know who she is isn't like isn't like abusing her power here. There is no power. The power is right. all in her guests. You can you can talk about like the kind of switch up uh, when she. Uh, interviews scar johansson but like why why talk about also, like, we already talked about djmv so i've said like it's like you said though like if i was interviewing if i was interviewing drake or if i was interviewing like someone else those are going to be two different interviews like it is what it is i probably will have no energy for aubrey i'll probably <laughs> <laughs> That nigga probably want to fight me like Boogie, <laughs> but I will fight Aubrey in the second fight. Now that's a different fight. Boogie is a fight. Give me three, four months, I'll be ready. I just got to get my wind up. I can do that. Drake, I think Drake's what like Drake's like six one, six two, right? Uh, oh, okay, I got him. He's got to be over six feet. I can't imagine Drake is any shorter than six feet. Yeah. So I feel like there's a there's a there's a reach there's a reach disadvantage that I would have with Drake, uh, but if it's boxing, I think I can get up close. I think I have enough power. Uh, I think I have enough power with my straights. I can kind of get in there. If it's like MMA, I'm just going for his knees. Niggas in like, a wheelchair. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot imagine Drake in any combat scenario. Like my brain just blacks. I can't do it. Nah, that that man is. Nah, he ain't I, about action. <laughs> I think if you gave him enough money, he would fight Pusher T. I don't think he should. I, I think Pusha T. I wonder. I wonder Pusha if that's what that that. Pusha T when would accept that. Pusha T would just And they're like, oh, we can get a bag. Like, do they just box each other? It's the new versus. <laughs> Creator fights are the new versus. You get two people who don't like each other and you throw a bag at them. But they, they can't be 65 doing that shit because we look, it was already weird watching Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley brothers go head to head and they were just singing. <laughs> they're all they're all sitting down because they're tired. Exactly, like the ass couch. You want to see them play rock'em sock'em robots? Is that what you want? <laughs> is are we far enough away where I could say I didn't understand why everyone fucking loved verses as much as we did? Like I get we were all cooped up in the house, but dog. Yeah, well, you a you can get it. We're all cooped up. Yeah, in the house. Mm-hmm. yeah. But B, I think I think the best ones are a great example of what could have been. It's just there's mm. only like three of good ones, and the rest right. are just like whatever. What like, are the three good ones actually? Uh Jada Kiss. Is Jada yelling yeah, yeah. we outside? That's that is <laughs> That's the it. moment. That's it. <laughs> we outside yeah, like, dip, the diplomats yeah. and uh in the locks, mm-hmm. I think, was mm-hmm. a jet was generational. Uh I, I think the one that started it. Well, A. Hey, is that still happening? By the way, like versus, yeah, I I don't know. I think you would. You, I think if you're going to do it, this would be the time to do it when you could actually be around people, right? Like, but like, make. are you selling tickets to that? Like, I feel like they've gotten they've done enough verses for every like A or double I thought they tried a to sell it artist. and maybe 
Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, it started what with Timberland, uh, Swiss Beats, right? Like we are super producers, and you might not you might not know that we are until we show you all the tracks we did. And like, there was a couple that came from that. Like, I think Hit Boy was on one versus somebody I don't remember. Mm. Um, and I feel like the at its best, it was like, remember these hits that these that did you know that these two guys had so many hits? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's one I think Premiere and the RZA had one that was like yep. very illuminary. Like, I don't know that any of these qualify as the best ones, but I think Swiss Beats and Timberland was like a was like the point, right? I don't know that they ever, they didn't, I think Erica Badu and Jill Scott were like, not a competition. It was just like, everyone I love you. light, light I love candles you and got moisturized. Yeah. Yeah. No, I say that, that is, that is the, that is the, that is the girlfriend gauntlet right there. That is like, <laughs> they sure. have an audience, they have an audience and they are not fighting. They are celebrating each other. Uh, um, that's what that is. I, I think some were like, just an example of how black people will make anything funny. Like yeah. uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one. Even the Earth, Wind, and Fire when we were talking about, like, Steve Harvey hosted that. And <laughs> depending on who you are, that was either very like, hilarious, either hilarious or, or obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Nelly versus Ludacris makes sense on paper. I don't remember it, but I, like these mm. two were, these, these are the Bubba Sparks and Paul Wall of their time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's weird. I would I don't think I've seen that one. That one would interest me just because I think people don't realize how many great hits Luda has. Like I feel Luda like you won never, it, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, I I never I don't remember either. Luda won that. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean just like the thing with like Luda is like when you listen to Luda's albums, you're just like, Oh, this is a great album. When Nelly, you're like, I want to hear these two songs and I'm yep. done with this album. I say that someone who owned Country Grammar, which it was Country Grammar and what was the second hit off of that Country Grammar? Cause that baseball song is ass. That was the second, like that was the actual the actual hit, like the actual video was the baseball song, but that song was fucking ass, dude. Was uh, Air Force One's on Country Grammar? No, Air Force, Air Force One's on the second album. Because that was around the time when Murphy Lee started coming up. So that was like around 2003. Because it's like, it's Air Force One's on that album. Then they did that Bad Boys track, which is off of the soundtrack, but became oh, like a hit for all of them. Love that right. song. Oh, oh that's hell. a great song. Even if even if P. Diddy tried his best to fucking ruin that fucking song. Sean Coase's verse on that song is so trash. It just happens that Murphy Lee, who like is like the biggest what could have been in rap, comes in with a fucking monster feature and then does what the hook's going to be, which I think is a good song, but not great. And then has a big flop of an album. Like the St. Lunatics, man, they were cool for the i. They were a cool idea, but like uh, the No Limit Soldiers, like not not made for Pride's Eye. Yeah, there they was were a limit indeed. Yeah, off. Oh. Wasn't uh, one of the one of the verses got shut down? No, it didn't get shut down. The cops came. Um, mm. I think it was Bounty Killer and um, uh, uh, Beanie Man, which is hilarious because egg. They're at somebody. They were like one of their houses, and they were going too mm. hard, but. Uh, also, like half of their songs are like canceled now because <laughs> they were like very old, like homophobic reggae. Oh shit! <laughs> that a lot of Beanie Man's like the only artist from that versus that I would have even known. So kind of yeah. slid past that one. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if versus still going on because if you're going to keep doing that, well, two things. Number one, we're all outside now. Literally, right. all, mm-hmm. all the people who would have been in a versus were at one music fest last weekend. So, like, yeah, really, <laughs> they're all there. And uh, number two, if you want to do a versus now, it's like who else is there? Like, I Actually, feel like you little, know, I think my my aunt yeah. went to one. Went to oh. a versus? Not recently. I think, hmm. or didn't go to one, but was like. Paid like paid a little money to get into like an exclusive room to like watch it. There was one at the Fillmore uh, in Philly. I don't rem- I don't remember who it was though. It was like old heads. I think it was like Pia LaBelle and mm. like Gladys Knight or something like that. See, I like that energy. So versus, I believe it is still technically active. The last versus. No, this is in twenty. This is no. This is the old season. Wait, hold on. Ooh. Because they had Jagged Edge uh, versus 112. Was, and at that point, we should have. End of season one, I think. Yeah. Right? And they were like, yeah, yeah this is not it. This is not it. <laughs> at that point, we should have all realized, like, oh, we're we're done here. We can go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, let's see. Season two. Oh, look, look There's look. so many okay. seasons. There's a lot more season than two. I thought. They Kirk Fred Franklin Hammond versus Kirk Franklin? Fred Hammond. With, oh, yeah, uh, right? With opening <laughs> prayer from Bishop T.D. James. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, that, fabulous yeah. Jiddicus. DMX and Snoop Dogg is crazy. Yeah, no, DMX won is. 10 to 4, apparently. Uh, hmm. Rick Ross and 2 Chains. Oh, God. They went away from... Okay, no. There, there's... Okay, so the last one is Looney Tunes versus DJ Nelson. Oops. I have no idea who that is. That's in 2022. I have yeah, no idea yeah, what, what that was. You're off that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the last one with people we would have known was Amaria versus Mario, which like nigga Mario got a lot of play off of one fucking song. Yeah, and like maybe, I, that seems unfair. Mario got a whole boy band before he right. had a solo career. Like it me being a fucking kid and being like like being like, why does everyone say his name fucking wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Cause like Mario and Mario and like okay. Uh, MG, uh, versus UGK. Yeah. The, the, yeah. That's funny. Apparently, so they were in a lawsuit. So it got acquired by Thriller. Mm-hmm. Then they were in a lawsuit with Thriller and they were, we got some of the uh, some of the rights back for Versus. So 3.0 is coming. Uh, upcoming mm-hmm. lineups that have been recently revealed and considered for a full uh, FaceTime conversation with Timberland and Swiss Beats in late 2020. Among those were potential battle of Destiny Childs and TLC. Y'all don't want to do that. Nah. That is going to be a thing where y'all think Beyonce is going to carry this whole thing. And it says specifically <laughs> Destiny Child versus TLC. You don't and want then, that. Yeah. Beyonce <laughs> will not come and everyone will be pissed. Exactly. It'll <laughs> yeah. be terrible and getting faced. In front, yeah, of the uh, national, in front of the whole y'all. world and a live studio audience for no reason. Uh, there was, um, let's see. Ray Kwan in space. All, all Ooh, I want to see, get me Lil Wayne and whoever fits Lil Wayne. Like, I don't know who I'd put up against Lil Wayne. I feel but like there's no one. The, the problem with Lil Wayne line. is, problem with Lil Wayne is, the people that you would want to get him up against are too big to do it. Right, because like if you get somebody who is like I would even say like a little white contemporary, right? like like a pap not Papyrus, uh, because he eats into like he destroy him like Chameleonaire, yeah. right? I think Chameleonaire, nah. like I I'm gonna get to my point though, right? I think Chameleonaire when we think about like amount of material like Wayne does, 
because when Wayne was doing the mixtape stuff and doing uh, the flood or the flood, uh, what was the fucking Katrina mixtapes called? Uh, <laughs> That's a wild sentence, but okay. but they were Katrina <laughs> mixtapes. Like I'm not, I'm not tripping. Like they're all like I want to say like it's not the levees, it's not the flood, it's something. Um, but those mixtapes, because like that's what he went to when he went down to Miami after mm-hmm. Katrina, and then was like doing mixtapes every other week, and it was like the same song, but it was just like a different version of each song. But like Chameleonaire was the only one who was doing like that much mixtape stuff. But Chameleonaire doesn't have the popular songs that Wayne does. I like know. Wayne, like Wayne would go up there and do a Millie Fireman. Like we just like we just be like name a song. I got you. Like. Wayne's this, contemporary is not Chameleonaire. It's Drake. Yeah, it? now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. Because actually, maybe not. Because the thing about Wayne is, yes, he has a million hits. And, you know, it's easy to say, okay, you got a million hits. You've been here forever. Put him up against like a Kendrick or, you know, J. Cole or whatever. But actually, no. J. Cole might be good. Because the thing about Wayne, he has a lot of verses. Like verses on other features, people's yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of features. Big feature so. Guy. He could come out. He could do the verse from down and bring down the house, low key. The Jay song, the Jay Sean song. <laughs> like he could do that, and people would get hype. They won't even, even call Jay Sean. They're about. like, don't don't worry about it. Exactly. They want to put him on the head. Like everybody else, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, I it's hard to think of like another person who has a million features that you could go back and be like, just off I of mean, features alone, we could have a contest. Drake and Nicki. I mean, that that was the that's point of it. Young Money. It's like that's probably you it. You yeah. like be like Wayne. Uh, and they all kind of followed his footsteps. I do yeah. think it's wild. Uh, one of the last, because they did NFL versus. What is was, that? One of the NFL versus was Deshaun Watson versus Michael Vick. And I'm like, y'all, y'all versing on criminal records here? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I get you guys are doing like, oh, these two black successful quarterbacks, but also. Y'all, what do you, what y'all, y'all, you got <laughs> a different meaning to bar to bar. We talk about dogs versus dogs. Like, what are we, what are we doing <laughs> out here, man? That it's also a weird, point. like, they're not contemporaries. Like, they're not. Vic stopped. I mean, Vic played what till 2018, maybe? Uh, yeah. So he plays what he plays until 20, 2007, then the dog stuff. He comes, comes back, back. Plays for the Eagles for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But Deshaun Watson is drafted in 2017. Like, right, right. Deshaun Watson is a product of his legacy. Like they're not yeah, about to t- say, contemporaries. Passing the baton there. Like, like, like Dick invented that did invent it, but he like made very popular small black uh, running quarterbacks. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Like every other NFL versus is contemporary. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, like those are contemporaries. Cam Jordan and Miles Garrett, those are contemporaries. Jamal Adams and Buda Baker, like these are all people who are relatively playing in the same time. Why? Which is important play- because they're playing in different rule set conditions. They're playing the same rule set conditions. They're playing under the same sort of schedule conditions. Like the league's not the league structurally is the same, and they're playing against the same defenses over mm. periods of time against the same systems. Like that's why the LeBron Jordan conversation is always so fucking obnoxious because we're talking about people who played like twenty years apart from each other. Like, there's no point in even having the conversation except if you want to let everybody know you're an old head. Like, that's all right. that matters. Right. Well, I think that was the thing of like, um, I've been really cool. It's been really cool seeing uh, Victor Wembanyama, Big Vic, 
this year just be fucking a monster <laughs> yes it literally <laughs> came to the fucking uh came to the halloween game as slenderman but like i respect that uh but vic is like he's revolutionary and then like seeing people like well lebron was just this blah, blah, blah. i'm like dog i remember when LeBron, like lebron was great when he was a rookie but like he wasn't this this guy is doing something that I've never seen before. But like you said, it's going to be the thing now where people are going to be our age. You're like, well, Block can't be the best player because LeBron James. And it's like, they're two different. They're playing two different games. These are two different. Right. Like, Anyone who then, plays in a block. league with the with the playing tournament or the in-season tournament is like playing a different game. Now. Like, mm-hmm. So and from this season on, like it's a whole different era now. Because the only tournament anyone ever played was the playoffs. Right. And now it's like you got to prepare differently throughout the whole season. You're playing for different kind of like cash prizes, different kind of settings. Like it's whole new game. not impossible to make comparisons. But like in this world where everyone kind of just wants to have a talking point and have nothing to say, like you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't got to add to that. No one's got to add to that. You can just be like, you know, who my favorite player is this guy. And yeah. he's my favorite because he's my favorite. It doesn't fucking matter if he's better. It doesn't no one cares? And it's also it's not, not even true, probably. It's Just not be true. like he's my favorite. And you know what? No one can argue. No one can take that from you. It is your favorite. I'm not going to run into your house and tell you it's not your favorite because I can't do mm. that. I can't rip it out of your brain. <laughs> so, so did you know that one of these verses created a super group? Called RSVP. This is my first time. I didn't realize that Ray J, owner, owner, founder of Ray of Rayman headphones. Raycons? Yeah. Raycon headphones. There we go. Raycon Ray headphones. headphones. Ray J, please throw 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 three brothers uh an ad deal. Uh but Ray J went did one of these and then decided to create a super group with Bobby V, Sammy, and Pleasure P. So super is being abused in that sense. Super group? That's what they said. It's a super group. (laughs) Look, just because Slaughterhouse said it doesn't mean it has to be true for you two. Um, It it was barely true for them. Let's be honest. This is like West Coast Avengers super. (laughs) Go to San Francisco. There's no room for y'all in New York. We got it. We got it. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know about that. I Have mean, they are done they, something? they put out an album? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Supergroup <laughs> began meeting in late uh, July 2022 and began vlogging their progress to record music in early August, hoping to release their project in the near future. According to their social media posts, the four then shared their experience with the public of their newly found uh, journey and express working together uh, has been creative, fun, comedic, and uh, at times, dis- uh, distractive. The RS- RSVP project would become Versus' first offspring independent collaborative pro- collaborative project, according to their Instagram profile. Uh, off uh, official RSVP. That was weird. Uh, the group is teasing their R-rated, seductively infused first single, "Money Makes Everything." Said to be released in late 2022, as mentioned by Sammy in the seven-minute video post. Uh, the track hints uh, at a sexual fantasy pleading, girl, let's turn this bedroom into a strip club. Or the money, uh, with money everywhere. There's money everywhere uh, as the main line of the course. infused is a crazy phrase. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. In early, 2000, in early 2023... 
the super group made a brief hiatus. Y'all just started and you're in a brief hiatus, uh, placing their recording and production house uh, after uh, uh, on pause after an unfortunate tragic, tragic circumstance surrounding Sammy's personal family issues oh. made headlines uh, during a live stream Instagram chat in February. Pleasure P opened up honestly about the about releasing uh, a healthy emotion while doing a mental health check in with all the group members uh, hours before they releasing the music video. He confessed that the members have been going through personal ma- uh, uh, matters and a brief break was needed, but returning to the pre- uh, to their presence was cathartic. In a sense, it kept them motivated uh, together during the brotherhood and collaboration. Although the start of the conversation was positive, Pleasure P addressed about getting his feelings hurt by the fellow musicians, uh, fellow musician Tank, who gave him personal constructive criticism about their first single, Money Everywhere, while Sammy and other members valued his opinion. They continued to promote their forthcoming projects, which he, uh, which was due to release in 2023. Uh, and then there was a fight between Ray J and Sammy. So <laughs> I was literally about to ask, who did Ray J fight? <laughs> so uh, they did release a track, Money Everywhere, and that's it. The super so, group is disbanded. What you're saying is the the Warzone group chat tried to make a tried to make a business out of it, <laughs> yes. and it failed. For real, for real. This is kind of like a money laundering scheme immediately. My buddy uh, Alex Fasciani does a lot of great work. Um, he and a couple of his friends, YouTuber friends, decided to do a bit boy band album like they were doing like they were playing like the characters from different video games like different bad guys from video games called big bad bosses right they released a full album before they before rsvp (laughs) did they did an album and did shows as this fake boy band you know working on a second album and rsvp could not do they only did one song before a fight started I promise I did not plan this, but I did wear my uh, Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse shirt today. <laughs> so this just feels very appropriate. I thought you were um, going to say I have a Ray J shirt on. I have my RSVP <laughs> shirt. I'm actually one of the my, fans. I have my I hit it first tank top on, everyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no. Dear Ray J, please make be these most, tops. Here's my thing. I, I I ask this sincerely and people listening, like sincerely, mm-hmm. what is the Ray J song you're like? I need to hear more of that. One wish. Well, That's the one. I'm sorry. Okay. I like one wish. I don't know what okay. to tell you. I, <laughs> That's the answer. I, did, I, was, I was asking that legitimately. Like I remember Ray J from Moesha and then from another tape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, and then, Hey, I was, 18 i was like of the right age to see that tape uh and then uh and then for the love of for the love of ray j where i was like oh dog he got all these women to this thing which i think a lot of them also ended up becoming adult performers so uh i feel like he, he had a type, he about. really yeah, yeah he knew what he <laughs> yeah. was about what um, is um hmm yeah besides what wait a minute was the big was the big one the big first one right mm-hmm mm-hmm I knew we had a feature on a Randy song probably early that year. But yeah, I oh. guess One Wish was like the one, like, really. I mean, they had the Pharrell one. 
which yeah, wasn't like Pharrell great, song? but it was like another Pharrell bakes. That was an, it was two thousand two, mm. I think. Yeah, around two thousand two. I was still in high school, ish. And there was a, it was one of the early like hmm, this Pharrell guy. I don't know about the I don't know about Ray J, but this Pharrell guy, he might be a yeah. he might be a producer producer. <laughs> All right, now I'm looking at his little discography. Uh, Sexy can I? That was a good song when I was like Sexy can I? With, uh, with uh, what is his name? Youngberg. Yep, Youngberg. Yeah. That's what's Youngberg one. doing? Is he working on a Wendy show? Probably just chilling somewhere. Um, anywho, uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? Tie Me Down by New Boys. He had a feature mm. on that, and that's not really his song, but I remember liking that when I was in middle school. <laughs> was Iceberg in um, Def Jam? Youngberg? Uh, fuck. Uh, probably not. Wait, wait, are you talking about like the game or the actual game. record label? The game. I think it was. I think it was Youngberg Def Jam. We're about to find out. Three, two, one, go. Nah, he's not in there. He's not showing up. He was in Def Jam, mm. but not the game. Fuck no, he was an icon. Yeah, I was about to say. I was, I was uh, yeah. I was about to say. I know I seen him in one of those in one of them one of them games. Golly, they they they. I, million people said it. They should bring those back. I, I want to fight all these new days. So rappers. when people say that, I, I wonder how logic. many of those Let me fight logic. I want to see how many of those people played Icon, which is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, they they leaned heavy into <laughs> like right. the import your bass track or whatever and blow the yeah. scene up, and not in the game itself. First of yeah. all, TL, you don't play enough games for that to be one of the worst games you've played in your life. I do play enough games. Yeah. I used to review video games. Don't tell. No, you play no. good games. You play good no, games. You don't no, dump no, them like no. I do. I played. I had to review a game called Do Not Fall, which is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. It was a PlayStation One game, like like PlayStation One style game that was made for the PS3. It fucking sucked ass. Don't do this to me. I have played bad games. I I know what I talk about when I say it's a bad game. All right, I I pulled up a trailer. I didn't even have to click on it. I I respect your pimping. (laughs) Don't do like that's the one thing like. As a, as someone who's done like game review stuff, when I say a game is bad, I am not doing this. I play all sevens and eights, and I think this game like no, no. I've been ah. in the wars. I've I've had to I've had to play really bad games. Mm. I don't know. You know me. I'm weird. I find I find something in even the worst, most abhorrent trash. Actually, maybe not abhorrent trash, but just like I I can find gold in mediocrity sometimes. I'll say that. Maybe I not think- like utter garbage though. Yeah, I think you would probably find something to like out of Icon. Yeah. Knowing yeah. what I know about you, I think you would find something to like out of Icon. I want to play as Big Boy and drop the bass and make him explode off the gas station. <laughs> I wonder if that's even like a, a game that's possible today. Like, Oh, with all these like licenses and shit. Like, how do you? Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of um, like well-known artists are like own their own shit now. Though. That, that was yeah. a whole trend. That's I don't true. know how many of them actually do, but yeah, yeah man. I, there's, there's there's also been like it's it's the same with like uh, boxing games. There was like a an expectation that when you get a boxing game, you're gonna have particular people in it, but those particular people want a larger like likeness revenue share than EA or whatever was willing to pay. So you don't mm-hmm. get Floyd Mayweather Jr. in a lot of <laughs> boxing games. Right. Um, it was a big deal when was it Fight Night Round Four that had um. Mike Tyson, or is it three? Round three to have Mike Tyson for the first time. I think it was time. three. I think that was a 360 launch title, yeah. 
Yeah, because it yeah. was Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali on the cover. Mm-hmm. God, what a great cover. What good games. Those are good games before you. But like, years. how do you get like there? There's a whole bunch of artists. Like, I can guarantee you're not going to see right. You're not. I don't think Little Wayne's going to be in this game. I don't think Drake's going to be in this game, or really any of OVO. Um, which like, which is this is disappointing because why wouldn't you want to play as Future? Yeah. In a fighting game. <laughs> well, it would. I think it would actually be dependent on what the would the performers want to be in the game, right? Like I think like that's that's the thing we're gonna see with the NCAA games next year, mm-hmm. right? Because like one, of the, I think one of the pushes like of that game being made one is like the uh, brand licensing, uh, the like the player licensing deal happening where they can pay the players helped out. But two, a lot of NCAA players like were saying, "Oh man, we kind of are bummed that those games weren't out because we wanted to be in those games," which like. In one hand, I'm like, well, I want y'all to get paper. But on the other hand, I get it. And also, yeah. they're not getting paper anyway playing in fucking NCAA. So, like, right. <laughs> their whole thing was like, hey, if you're going to exploit me, put me in this game where I can go and be like, hey, that's me. Uh, I, I think that the NIL is a little different, though, because um, it explicitly gives them the, right. like, the ability to license them their names and likenesses. Where right. you, like, you might be able to get two chains to license his likeness but who owns his music mm. like ah. do you want to play two chains in a game and hear no two chains music because that would be very weird i don't know man fight and fight for new york i got to play as henry rollins and i didn't get a, <laughs> I think there's a black knight song in there though i think is it really <laughs> probably one literally <laughs> it's probably just the one they play in training but like yeah i don't know every time i think of that game i just hear I hear fucking freeways, uh, freeways song just oh. like bum, 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 and I'm like, all right, let's say we're playing, we're playing Def Jam. Love Y'all, Crow, Snoop Dogg isn't technically in that game. He is, but he he's is not Snoop playable, Dogg. Right? He, no, he is no. He, Crow he is, is playable. He is in the but, he's playable, but Snoop Dogg uh, is playing Crow. Crow, it is yes. not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it is Snoop Dogg. As, it's Snoop Dogg as Crow. Uh, Meth and Red have are not Meth and Red in the game. Uh, um, they are playing their. I don't their name, they're cracking. I don't remember their name. I don't. Remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. I mean, essentially, right? <laughs> um, Magic. Buster Rhymes is not playing Buster Rhymes. He's playing Magic. Magic. Yes. Uh, so that's how they get around it. God, but but it's literally just Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Those There's nothing are... not Buster Rhymes about this man except he works for Crow, another fake I'm... man. I remember playing five for because like the first the first like Def Jam Vendetta that's just a wrestling game it's just like the Aki wrestling game but with rappers in it I don't think there I there is a story but I don't think it's like as detailed um, as Five for you, New York is you are no the the second one basically is the story the first one was like um, D Mob runs this shit and you don't like that so yeah un- undo that and D Mob is also a criminal so like. You are motivated because they get the crime off the streets, but you don't want the cops to get involved because they're all corrupt. So you up up and coming street fighter, uh, will and your band of other up and coming street fighters will take down D Mob, and you like kind of do, and then the beginning of the game undoes the beginning of the sequel undoes the entire first game, and you're like, oh shit! But in the Mass Effect esque. Mass Effect 2 esque twist, you are now working with D Mob instead of mm-hmm. against D Mob. 
I just love it. It's like, <laughs> it's like you play, you, you actually first play the cop who identifies the guy who ran you off the road to free you, mom. <laughs> it's like, what does he look like? He looks like this. All right. Uh, he has this haircut. Okay. Uh, what about these features? Oh, uh, well, he wears of, these boo jeans. Interesting. What kind of size is he wearing? <laughs> uh, that game was, that game was fun. Uh, fun fact, we talked about sidekicks earlier. That game, the whole messaging system was on a sidekick. Uh, and oh, I remember that, yeah. You were getting all the, like crazy. Not the Kelly Rowland yeah. classic. And all the rappers would just like, because like, <laughs> fucking Buster Eyes like, hey, when I find your ass, I'm going to whoop the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> okay, Buster, I'm just doing my job. Dude, my hands are where their eyes can see. Calm down, man. Uh, the game was wild. That's how I, that's how I found out about... Uh, uh, Russell Simmons' ex-wife, because Kamora <laughs> Simmons was in the game. Wait, uh, Kamora Lee? Kimora, yeah, yeah Kamora Lee Simmons. Yeah, Kamora Lee Simmons. Uh, Lil Kim, Carmen Electra, and there's another one. It's uh, I completely uh, forgot there were any women fighters in this game, and I'm you. Just, you now got to, back to me. You got to date them. That was part of like yeah. there was like a it's little like, like a branching <laughs> a branching path where you have to that, choose one. That would <laughs> yeah. be, and then they get kidnapped or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, it came out before I was like at the age where I cared about hip hop culture, I just listened to the radio. And yeah. so I experienced that game backwards in time. So now I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember seeing like Carmen electric commercials for some reason, all the more reason to make a new one. Do you not yeah. want to be Megan Thee Stallion in one of these games? Uh, Can you imagine? I can't. No, I mean like I want them, I want them to come back because like as someone who's played a lot of the EA games now, like, no EA track system ever is ever fucking with that one. Like I think mm-hmm. EA tracks have never been better than that soundtrack loop where they went with Def Jam, uh, Def Jam Five for New York, and then the NBA Street Volume Two fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Like man, when Absolutely. you start the game and they play, they reminisce over you over that old basketball footage, and I'm just like, God damn it, they don't make video games like this anymore. <laughs> like, I become like that old, I'm just like, this was just a fucking classic. Like, this is just, everything about this is just fucking cool. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, they don't do tracks like that. Like, now, like you said, uh, Jared, they kind of just like have like their holding patterns and they're like, oh, we're going to do these songs that we can license out and then if you play it on Twitch or to get demonetized or yeah. <laughs> your stream, that's what you it is for. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sprinkle in a little bit of uh, burnout three as well. That, that had a decent soundtrack yeah. for when I was a child, but yeah, all three of those, that's the, that's the Trinity right there. That's the Trinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. EA bring back EA tracks, bring back good EA tracks. Uh, Cause like some of y'all shit now is kind of whack. <laughs> I would also yeah. say that's that's always been my problem with 2K. I think 2K has like a very terrible track listing and it should be better. They're trying to please everybody. That's the problem. They're not trying to they know who buys 2K. Let's let's not cut niggas is buying 2K. So like right. they want to have music for everyone, including them. And so it ends up with like two thirds of the track list being a little bit weird. And even like they'll have the people, the special, you know, guest curator, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, and then they their tracks, they're they're whack too. Like, what's going on, man? Yeah, I don't. Why did you like, do this, John Cena? Why Dog. you do this to me? Yeah, why right. It's like Snoop Dogg picked out the track list, and there's like one feature from him with like a, on a David Guetta track or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did get that John Cena track with Wiz Khalifa where he does drop the line. Who it's like y'all messed up by putting John Cena with Wiz Khalifa. Uh, 
So it happened. Also, hey, breaking news. Oh, no. Uh, SAG-AFTRA and the studios have agreed to a uh, tentative deal on a new three-year contract. Holy shit. Good That's news. really good. I mean, The Rock is not coming to WrestleMania. That means The Rock. Thank, <laughs> thank you. As someone going to WrestleMania, I was dreading a Rock Roman main event, and I don't have to dread it anymore. Turns out he is busy again. Look, John Cena told told Solo, told Solo like, "Hey, look, I, this deal's happening. Hit me in the throat as many times as you want. Yeah, just, <laughs> just jab me in the throat as many times Jeez. as you want. Yeah, get I'm me the done. fuck out of here. I got <laughs> I'm done. I got a Peacemaker two to film. Uh, <laughs> I will say to kind of hop into some wrestling, and then we're going to talk about some Keith Lee. So, uh, not wrestling Keith Lee, even though he is wrestling tonight and it's his birthday as a recording." Shout out to the big homie. Uh, but um, I, Jared, I'm not sure if you've been watching a lot of NXT lately, man, but I've been fucking with NXT very heavily right now. I It's the thing back, I've baby. been enjoying, man. It's, back, it's so good. I'm glad. Yeah, so someone made this uh, analogy. <clears throat> it's probably true. Even though I don't watch college football. I don't really watch mm. any college sports. Uh, mm. not, I, I mean, I used to be righteous about it because it's, it's the most exploited sports. And I was like, I already get down with that. I didn't really go to a college with a basketball team or a football team, so I really have no, I have no dog in this fight, right? Um, <clears throat> but NXT feels like almost like college games for wrestling. <clears throat> Everyone's there clearly learning. It's obviously a school. Everyone's kind of just trying shit, but you kind of get to see people try shit and watch it work, and that can be like you're along for the ride. Like you, you get really invested. You get more invested when you know. They could not have done this on like on the road on like the bigger shows, but like two million people tuning in. But on this little show in Florida, this little weird corner that they're in, they you know work it out for four hours in the ring and they try some shit in a on the desk and start writing some weird shit. And it could they come and do it and it's like a six out of ten, but like it's a six out of ten. But I'm proud of you. That's, right. right. <laughs> that's what a lot of NXT Absolutely. is. Right. I, um, I, cause like, uh, my buddy Brooke is like getting into wrestling and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, we should watch some like NXT. And I showed her, uh, the Tiffany Stratton, um, Becky Lynch joint where they have like this, like, like hardcore match. And like, it's not, like you said, I don't think it's like the world's greatest hardcore match, but one, like you said, like, I didn't expect a lot of Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany looked, Looks like what you would think a Vince McMahon quote unquote diva would look like, right? She's a very attractive woman who doesn't look like she would be out there doing wrestling stuff, but like she's out here doing fucking uh best moonsault evers onto chairs. And then I look up and I find out like she reached out to fucking Greg Ganya to learn how to wrestle because like she watched Charlotte and NXT and was like, oh, I want to do that. And reached oh. out to fucking Greg Gagne. And I was like, wait, what? And then, like, I look at someone like, you know, like Carmelo Hayes, which is, like, I think the ultimate evolution of this, Shawn Michaels seeing a wrestler being like, I'm going to make you me. <laughs> like, you did that with Adam <laughs> Cole. Me. He did that, exactly. He did it with Adam Cole. He did it with Gagano. And he saw Carmelo. He's like, oh, you're me. And you could talk. Like, I think I, I love Adam Cole. And you're Cole. not going to be fucking strung out on pills. Right. Uh, like I love Adam Cole. Adam Cole is one of my favorite people in the world. Adam Cole is like a okay wrestler, great talker. 
Uh, and I think Johnny Gargano is the complete opposite. I think Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. Okay, talker. Carmelo yeah, is just I don't like, want to hear a single word out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like, he's like, he's a Disney adult. He's a wrestling Disney adult. And like, that's <laughs> fine, man. But like, I don't need you to be, but Carmelo is just the perfect escalation of both. Like Carmelo came out the fucking gates <laughs> talking about, I'm going to put him on a t-shirt. Like, gift worthy already. And then Trick, Trick Williams this year. Man, Trick Williams. I'm so happy. happy and he found some baby man. oil, too. Like, he's going crazy. Yeah, it's so great. And I've just been very happy. Uh, juxtapose that with NXT. Not NXT, but um, AEW. I'm not sure if you saw, Jared, that Doja Cat. <laughs> that Doja oh, Cat woman. I did. Because I feel like, did we, did we all just... This is like the second time AEW has kind of associated themselves with, the pers- with a person who the last I heard about, last I heard from them, was some bullshit. Like... What's the the last I heard thing? about Ric Flair before him getting signed here was uh, the play the ride, play from, ride hell. from hell. Yeah, he got they took him off all the TV and like at WWE, and I, he's just been like tweeting to the void, basically trying to get back booked. I think he had his retirement match somewhere in between then, but nobody was fucking with him because they were like, "Oh, there's a really credible story that you cornered like the uh, stewardess and tried to sexually assault her," uh, and not every, and the only person really denying it is you and Tommy Dreamer. But everybody else is like, yeah, it probably, probably could happen. Like, wow. And then, like, what if like the next week is like they do the the they're like music music video for social media collaboration with Doja Cat. And I'm like, Doja, the last time I heard about you, you were wearing a Sam Hyde T-shirt and barking right? on screen or something. like. Did we ever talk about? Did anybody ask? You about, did we ever figure that out? Like, I or we also, just not going to. We we're good on this. Yeah. I also feel like, are you going to put them in TV for more than one segment? No. Are, no. are you going to actually do any? Like, I think that's the thing. The thing that I, I have been very negative on AEW. And I, again, I think it's more of like me being negative and like, I would love to see them do better. But now there's just so many other great wrestlers like DPW. Go watch that. That f- shit's fucking great. Um, and then um, Ashe, which is coming out. This year, I'm going to try to try to make a trip uh, to North. End Carolina. of the year, right? Yeah, I'm going to try to make a trip to to North Carolina. Check that out. That's probably going to be fucking fires. That's probably going to be Freaknik too. We're going to be completely honest. <laughs> um, I, we got to call I'm Darius scared. Lockhart and be like, "Listen, Darius, look, dog. <laughs> I know uh, what you're trying to. do. I know you got this whole black empowerment thing going on. But what if? But what if for one night only? You feel <laughs> unempowered it. <laughs> No, you'll feel pretty powerful that night. It's just like twelve oh one. How powerful are you feeling about the consequences of potential actions in Freak Nick too? Yeah, um, but um, I, I, there's there's so many great like alternatives to wrestling right now. Like AEW <coughs> is the most 2010 WWE show I've ever seen, with like sprinkles and hits of PWG. It is. It is like, it's just, we're at a point now, it has been three years. The lack of diversity is a problem. The fact that like Keith Lee, the wrestler is now just now coming back on show on the show after being gone to the point where I guess they told him to fucking either dye his hair or cut his hair or something. But (laughs) they're just like shave. But like, but I mean, also, I mean, some of this, some of this stuff is it's, no one talks 
about, I mean, part of the problem is people talk too much about the backstage shit. So you expect to know everything. So when you don't know everything, you have to assume. And it's hard to know like why a person isn't around if they're not talking about it, but you can only take experiences from around and from the past to sort of assume why they wouldn't be around. Um, and you know, there's old added adages like TV time is precious. Like you kind of only got time to put whoever on it. So you got to make decisions, but Keith Lee also a guy who had heart problems in the past, like had to mm-hmm. get sidelined for a long time. Um, who can say they aren't back? I don't know. I just know as a person watching, it's depressing when these people that you like try to invest in and try to get involved in just kind of vanish from us. And yeah. no one talks about it. Meanwhile, oh, I, I can't stop hearing about how people are fighting backstage or whatever. Uh, and all people ever complain about is what the fuck Kenny Omega is doing this week. Like, yeah. I hear a whole bunch about the shit I don't want to hear about and nothing about the shit you do want to hear about, which does not, which complicates your relationship to the stuff going on. Yeah. I think it's like, what I think it's like kind of, what's frustrating with me is like, so tonight, uh, as a recording, Rampage is going on. Do you know Dan Garcia is in two segments tonight? Like two full on matches tonight? Two? Two. He's in two full on matches. He fights Trent and then he fights, um, he fights Trent and then he fights MJF. And I'm just like. It's Trent again? Huh? He fought, he's fighting Trent again? Yeah. Oh, Tony's just. Like cocaine, you know, and like I, I mean, he's twenty six. He's got good knees, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, there, but. but I mean, like, you could have, you could have, like, put more time into, like, you could have progressed another woman's story. Like, you, there's so much more you could do in that company. They have too many belts. I just, I think a, I think the AW experiment is like, it has gotten to TNA bloat levels, which is like wow, because I think TNA is coming back, and that's going to be super great. I mean, Jeff Jarrett is there. Sting is also there. So maybe Rick Flair's there. Maybe you're not wrong. We're 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 a we're a Hulk Hogan and Mick Foley away from it being. But I, I think it's also the situation there. where like these things wax and wane a lot, and mm. I think a four year, four year old, five year old company's time to wane. Every, we we saw it wax for a year and a half, and and, and clearly things like. This isn't like a force of nature, right? It isn't just wane for no reason. It's not like the weather. Decisions were made and this is how it happens. Yeah. But I think, you know, no no company is good forever. <laughs> and right. I think it's time to realize that like even the one that's supposed to come and save wrestling isn't gonna be good forever. Yeah. Um, I think I think my more my more frustration is when you have someone like Tony Khan whose whole fucking gimmick has been, Hey, I'm a student of wrestling. I know I know how to not fall into the tri- to the same. Literally said, like I won't fall into the same issues that uh, David Crockett fell into. Fall into the same issues that David Crockett <laughs> fell into. He's literally like, I'm not going to drop into this uh, pit hole. I'm going to drop into this pool full of air. Like, come on, dude, you can't, you can't do that. Good lord. Um, I think he's. <laughs> I think that's the, the difference. Is Crockett didn't know anything about wrestling. It was kind of just got all his information from the people he hired, which was a mistake. Um, know something about the business you're investing business hours in just as a quick business tip for me um tony khan knows a bunch about the business but as a fan really and yeah. for the past four years had to be a person in the business running in running one and like having to make financial decisions but he's still a fan so you know 
he does fan shit sometimes. Turn. And he's still he's still also like on the like the football season is happening. He still like goes to Jaguar meetings. He still is the data guy over there. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are still ass. So like first of all, hey, 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 hold up, real quick, real oh, quick, no. real quick. I saw this real coming quick, as soon as you said real that. Quick. <laughs> let's look at let's look at records right now. Right? No. Let's look at records right now. So Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> are right now top two, top two team in the league. Top two team in the AFC at, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what we don't have? We don't have a gimmicked ass, cheating ass. It's not a gimmick, baby. Play. There, it's a gimmick. It's, it's been the in Madden switch. games for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for a QB it. sneak. It's not a QB sneak. That is a different QB sneak. It's not a, every quarterback, a sneak. Not every quarterback bitch is a thousand pounds. All right. <laughs> Listen, get your weight up. That's not my problem. Uh, you can't lift the car. We are, yeah, right. we are, we are, it is, there is a, there is a non-zero possibility the Jaguars and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, which I think would be hilarious to me. Yeah, that what a crazy, that would be all wild. And the, and the Jaguars are, are, would probably win it. Yeah, that's, that's how we not lose the game for the next, for the next, until the Super Bowl and then lose the only one that matters. Well, hey, we, I was say we have what we have. I mean, we have the old Philadelphia coach. Like we are, like kind of Philadelphia South. <laughs> like how that team is constructed. South Philly. Oh, great. <laughs> oh no, even South of Philly. <laughs> oh no, help. Uh, <laughs> well, shit. Speaking so of what South, if, yeah. What if we? What if we went from Philly? We talked about help in Atlanta. Keith Lee. <laughs> they ran my boy Keith Lee, the food critic, out of Atlanta. Um, Mind you, not my real, not my real thing. So I think Keith Lee would have handled it. <laughs> I mean, let's be like, I, I think the thing that I think people like, uh, I saw Chano Chisico like be upset. Like people forget, like this man is a fucking prize fighter. Like you're not going to whoop his ass. And I think he said that too. He's like, I'm not afraid of somebody whoop my, because like not many people could whoop Keith Lee's ass and not anybody who's on Twitter, uh, fucking, fighting for their Atlanta restaurants. But like uh Emmett, you're on the ground in Atlanta. You are embedded in the I Atlanta on the ground. food area. <laughs> food area. Um good lord. <laughs> is this is this a thing? Is this like what's going on with this with the so here's going on this Keith Lee thing. For folks who don't know who's mm-hmm. not on TikTok because you know everyone has their own apps. Uh Keith Lee blew up on TikTok a lot because he reviews a lot of food uh around where he lives, which is Las Vegas. Yes. And he has expanded that into a kind of food tour where he's going to different major metropolitan cities, it, just reviewing their food. And people really trust him. He's no bullshit, gives exactly how he feels. If it's bad, he'll say it's bad, but he won't shit on a company. He won't tell you how to harass people. Very good guy, very wholesome young man. Um, dude, dude came to Atlanta try out some of the food he was actually in town for one music fest uh i did not see him so don't ask me <laughs> yeah um so yeah he was in town for that i uh, tried a bunch of restaurants and he was really going in on some of these atlanta restaurants because of the service uh he basically the really big in- incident um i forget if it was milk and honey was the restaurant that this the happened. real milk and honey there is a difference yes <laughs> <laughs> that we have to we have to make sure we're saying the real milk and honey mm-hmm. that yes. he was there. 
the real milk and honey, because there is a different real, just regular milk and honey that is owned by the person who owns the shop next door to the real milk and honey. But <laughs> real milk and honey is down the street anyway. Um, so, yeah, Keith Lee, you know, his his protocol is let me send the family in there to get the food so no one sees my face and starts doing everything special. He sends his mom in there. They're like, OK, how how long to get a seat or first? Hey, can we get it to go order? Hey, no to go orders today. And it's like, all right can't make it to go to order that's fine how long to get a seat it's like an hour and 50 minutes and so they're like all right nearly two hours to get a seat all right well we'll just we'll just go back she comes back in tells keith what's up keith's like all right uh i i guess that's fine i'll just go up and just show my face before we head out shows his face they're like oh we can see you in five minutes and he was immediately like all right well if you can sit me in five minutes why take two and a half hours for her and it was a whole conflict. And he's like, you know what? We're good. We're just going to go somewhere else and being pretty respectful about it. And of course, the Internet just goes in on the real milk and honey. They I've seen some videos of business after that whole incident. And it's like, yo, no one's down here. But the place he went to right after right next door popping. They got a they got a little poster on the front. Keith Lee approved like they're they're thriving. And so it's kind of started a conversation about these Atlanta restaurants where look, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Yes, I live. I'm in the metropolitan area. Let's be honest. I'm in the suburbs of Atlanta as far as where I live. But I'd be up in the city uh, more often nowadays. But, you know, I've been there a lot over the years. It absolutely is a culture of, look, if you if you got a reservation and you're about to go up there, but Trey Song comes in 20 minutes before you, (laughs) (laughs) you're sitting on the you're sitting on the bench outside for a minute. Um, And so, yeah, that's just what it is. you know, you talk about Atlanta, people want, people want Atlanta to be like, there was a good video from FD signifier talking Mm. about this on his B side channel. Mm. Um, and he said something, he said everything I'm about to say in a way more eloquent way. So go watch his video. Um, but he basically was talking about how Atlanta is one of these places where it is a major, it is a major metropolitan area. There's a lot of money here. Uh, but this is one of those places where it's a lot of black money here, a lot of old black money here. So it's a lot of like, you know, black folks who have had money for a long time. And that's kind of the culture here where it's not just, Hey, we're rich because all of us just got rich. A lot of people here have been rich forever. Um, generationally. Uh, so that led to a culture of, it's not just, Hey, it's a lot of black people here and there's a lot of black restaurants, but it's a lot of hole in the walls. Like you, you might go to, you know, you might go to like a Philly or you might go to like a Detroit or whatever. And it's like, oh, you got to go to this restaurant and it's one fucking window and there's no seating inside. You get your food and you leave, but it's the best food you ever had. They, they open up a same spot in Atlanta for the same exact restaurant and it needs a full bar. It needs hookah. It needs all this bullshit to kind of be with the bouginess of the area. So I think Keith Lee is more critiquing the bouginess rather than the food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's the real issue. Yeah, I think there's like I, I did see that FT Signifier video. Um and you should definitely go check out his uh B sides. I think he does some really good work there. Um and I do think there is a conversation to be had about the bourgeoisie and like what does black what does black wealth mean and how do we use it in like in kind of proportion to where we deal with our everyday life? Like I live in Jacksonville, Florida, right? So like when you're around black people, you're around black people. Like the wealthiest black people are like athletes and like some business people, but we're all kind of still in like the same area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Atlanta, from when I've been, because like I have family, I have family from all around Georgia, Fort Gaines, and 
uh, in Savannah and, but like in, like in Atlanta was like where my rich family was. And like, they were living in a gated community before I knew what a gated community was. Right. And it's like, it's a completely different thing because it wasn't like when I would think about Atlanta, you think about college park or Buckhead and like these places where you're like, that may not be the safest place for most people, but that's what when you think about Atlanta and I would go to like his house, I would be like on the other side of Cobb County and be like, he's like, Oh, this is Atlanta. It's like, no, it's not like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. But like we, this is like the time where you can kind of see like the difference in variance because we have that blue Jersey. But that's what, like the thing that I thought was frustrating was like people like uh, Chad Ochocinco, who has not gone back on it, who would be like, well, go do that at, you know, at their restaurants, like as a white, at a white person restaurant. What I would always say is the difference is white restaurants aren't treating white people like that, right? Like that's <laughs> the thing that I think was lost in that conversation. It wasn't that Keith Lee is going there and critiquing them more harshly for being a black, a black restaurant or anything like that. He was just asking for good customer service. And quite honestly, if we are treating people with good customer service, he would not give you the worst thing he'll tell you is that their food is bad, but he'll tell you the customer service is good. <clears throat> Just fucking do good customer service. Like it's not that hard. It's interesting <clears throat> because you, I know. I don't want to. Oh, you're back. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. Um, <laughs> you kind of want to, part of it is like, I don't know. He's a celebrity, mm. large TikTok follower kind of has a he's done this enough where he has a reputation for it I think to not expect special treatment is kind of naive but I mean it's not even as in that clearly he knows that he has an effect on these places and his face has an effect on these places that's why he doesn't go make the reservations himself um, right <clears throat> but I can see where he can be shell shocked because, like, he lives, I think, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, at least that's where he used to fight out of. He and still Las lives Vegas, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Still Las Vegas lives, is yeah. full of famous people, so they don't treat them really much differently there. Like, mm-hmm. there are way more famous people than Keith Lee there. Um. So I guess you know, going somewhere where he is going to be treated differently because he's famous, multiplied by the fact that he's black, so he's mm. famous in a black community. Mm. Um going to a restaurant, black owned restaurant. So he's famous in the black community for a thing he's about to go participate in. These uh, restaurants like live and die off of reputation, which is why they build the thing they have. That's why they have this perception and this presence. So they want to make the best, the best, I guess they want to make their best attempt to get that cosign, but it's funny to watch them do it in such a way that's like, that has the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I saw a piece of what the, the video you were talking about <clears throat> and how like black capitalists in Georgia have almost like overcompensated for um, this feeling of needing to have their own sort of like LA, their own sort of like yeah. Rodeo drive. Mm-hmm. So they do Rodeo drive behavior, but in such a way that it's off-putting both to like the residents there, 
unless you are also a person trying to participate in that, in which case you will do whatever is necessary. Mm. Um, but anybody else who is also famous, but isn't from there. So like, they don't understand how that works. Cause it's not, not, they don't really see it unless they go. And they're like, how do you, why are you acting like this? <laughs> which makes sense for everyone there, but not for someone coming out from. So it, I, I think the most interesting part is like, apparently there's been like this divide forever or at least for a long time. And the, the, it has brought the divide front and center. And everyone's talking about this. divide. I don't know if it means anything like, I know seeing the one video where like, yeah, the, the milk and honey, the real milk and honey does not have a line. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I, I, I wonder how long that lasts, but um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think those are equally as important conversations. Yeah. I just also, I also, I think it's, I do think it's weird how people invest into reviews, stuff like this. Cause like ultimately any kind of review, the, the, the Rukon is, is like, hey, this person is reviewing it. This is their taste. They're telling you, you know, based off of their taste. And like Keith Lee says on his videos, uh, you may rock with it. It just doesn't work with me, right? And I used to think about it. I think about it. I used to think about it when we used to come up with conversations about review scores. Um, back when I was working at um, Front Towards Game Room, because I don't give a shit. We don't, I don't own any. <laughs> All my writing on that website got destroyed anyway when somebody took over. Um, uh, but um when we were at Punter's Gamer, we had like a big drag out about review scores because of this, right? Like people were like, well, you don't want to do something. You don't want to aggregate. And I just told people, it's like, at the end of the day, like all we can do is tell people like, hey, here's what we're thinking about a game. We could tell you these facts, but at the end of the day, whether you like the game or I like the game, it's going to be completely different, right? Like I could play Icon, Def Jam Icon, and not find anything redeeming <laughs> about it. And I can write a review about like the things I don't like about it but like do an objective review, uh, then Emmett could go and play it and be like, I thought Icon was fucking great. You know, like, I because like- I cried in the ludicrous <laughs> cut scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, and that's the thing. It's like the real milk and honey is probably hitting for somebody. Like I have an aunt who used to run a restaurant in the Atlanta area, which wasn't great for me. It wasn't great for me because she didn't season her food. I don't care. What are they going to do? Get mad at me? You're going to get the, the real ass whooping in a minute. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm the baby of the family. I can, I can keep it real. Um, you don't stay that way. But I do think like, I, I think you have to be, you have to be cognizant of it. And I think also, I think people get so weirded out by, by constructive criticism so badly. That's the other thing I don't, I think it's kind of weird. Like as soon as someone criticizes something, you're just like, Oh, well I'm just awful. It's like, no, nigga, you just gotta, you gotta just try better. Can you just try better? Is that too much to ask for? I don't know. I mean, that's really what it is. I think that's the constructive criticism part is the part that people are hinting on because it's not Keith Lee is saying, Hey, fuck this company, blah, 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 burn their shit to the ground, massive audience. He's saying, you know, general things and he's being respectful about it. But Milk and Honey's response has not been because they made a response video like doing their little like bunch of bunch of dudes in suits. Think of like all those videos you see on like Instagram where it's like 200 black men in nice suits. <laughs> share, and, share this positive uh, video of black exactly. men doing something positive. And the thing you're doing is just standing in the street with suits on. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's literally like that type of demographic. It's just like a table of them passed around a phone like, have you seen this? Wait, who's that? 
that's Keith Lee. Who's Keith Lee? <laughs> like doing the whole like who even are you type thing. Yeah. Right. And it's like I, I get the whole shtick that you're trying to go for, but the point isn't, you know, it's them looking at it through the lens of status. It's them looking at it as well, our name, our reputation in this community is so high that we don't even have to respect you. And now it's having consequences. And it's not even just the real milk and honey. You got a lot of restaurants like this. And it's not just the, oh, we open the doors for someone famous. It's also the, hey, we got, we'll shut down at 6 p.m. today just because we just don't feel like it. Oh, I'm really hungry on a Tuesday. Damn, this place is closed on Tuesdays. <laughs> like, there's so many restaurants. There's a place called Slutty Vegan right next to my girl's place. And I want to eat at Slutty Vegan all the time. They're not open on Mondays or Tuesdays. I could tell you why. <laughs> I have Coast. heard of, I have heard of that place before. I have yeah. heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's really good. good. I, mm-hmm. I actually just heard about it because they were they received like a um like a grant that was like targeted to black women mm. and the same people that run that sort of grant fund had like an injunction put against them recently because mm. white people um submitted a lawsuit right after the like so the collapse of affirmative action, lots of these small lawsuits have been going on trying to find these things that target people based on race, basically. And the Freedom, I think it's called Freedom Fund or something like that. The people mm. that, that gave that grant are one of the people in the targets. So the plaintiffs are wow. like a white dude and an Asian lady. And they're like, well, we're not, we weren't allowed to get that money. So All right, are these the same affirmative action people? Not the same, but they're in the same tribe. Same tribe. Yeah. Mm. Using the same well, argument. Basically, yeah, I will say um, my thing for back for black capitalists, which I hope you guys are listening. One, if you're listening, throw me some cash. Uh, me and my friends here have been doing a tremendous podcast for 21 episodes, and we've been doing a great job. But if you put us a little capital, we do a lot better. Um, just saying. However, if you're going to be a capitalist, black capitalist, be a fucking capitalist. You know. What I've learned from doing my jobs in the customer (laughs) service industry is you can't close a business whenever you can't like you have to be there for the customer. As I always hear in every job I've worked, you got to go with the Chick-fil-A model. Like if you want money, you got to be in bend over backwards for people. That's the only way. That's literally the only way capital works is you have to be there and the customer is always right. Like, it sucks. I hate that phrase. I don't believe it. But if you're a capitalist, that is the gospel because that's where the money comes in. Yeah. That's fair. I'll say this. In this specific circumstance, I'd love for that to be the case. I'd love to be able to order from any place I want to and get food at a reasonable date and time. Like, that That sounds great. But at the same time, it's like, look, I understand that everyone has a life to live. Not everybody... Look, if you're a family just running this restaurant, I can't be mad if you're closed for a month because y'all all went on vacation. Because it's a family-run thing. What, is dad going to stay home from Disney right. World? Yeah, while the rest right. of by himself, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, like, I can understand that type of thing. And in some of, the, in some of these restaurants that I like are doing that type of thing. So I, I got to be understanding of that. But some of these, it's like, all right, you want to be taken seriously on the stage of all these other restaurants? That is the standard. And when you're not holding yourself up to that standard, then it's like this food better be the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> Long story short, this meal better take right. me to heaven if you're not going to like give me the convenience of getting it whenever. Well, that's why I said I don't think the real milk and honey are like 
you know, mom and pa barely making it in like the time God, to open no. up their restaurant, God, no. you know. Now, if you can get a, a burgundy suit, then maybe you got a little bit of money. <laughs> right. Looking right. like a T.D. Jakes, like, reject clone. Like, <laughs> yeah. God bless him. But no. So, yeah, that's that's more or less all it is. Um, I don't know. I need to look at the actual restaurants that he did go to that he enjoyed. Because in all this chaos, it's like, what were the ones he liked? <laughs> like, there was this one, like... Uh, I forget the name of the place because it was obviously not first of mine. But he went to like a good Jamaican looking restaurant. They had like jerk ribs. It sounded really fucking good. I, I don't know. Have to go there soon. I just need Keith Lee to go to Philadelphia before I go to Philadelphia for WrestleMania. I need to know the spots. Uh, I've been taught. I've been told not to go to Gino's for a cheesecake. For cheesesteak. I'm sorry. That is true. Do not do that. I just want to get you directly not to? financing terrorism. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I just meant it was whack. I didn't realize that. No, I can't do that. I mean, it's not terrorism. But but if you go to Gino's, you will have to stand in front of the uh, please speak English sign. Um, Oh, rad. Rad. Across the street from Gino's is Pat's. Don't go there either. In fact, if you're in that corner, literally it's Pat's and Gino's stare at each other, basically across the street from each other. Mm. Um, there's a bar uh, in between them called the garage and there's a big baseball field it's it's all south you know italian area oh no um if you're there for a cheesesteak you're lost do not go there (laughs) damn well so skip the whole region not just the single store all right there's other shit to do out there not to eat a cheesesteak one of the best um birria tigers i've had in my life is on a truck on that road Mm. on that street i do not know the name of the truck it just happened to be there. And we, I also happened to be there. You know what? I, food trucks are a new development that I'm very upset about as well. Because there were a lot a of food new? trucks in that one. Yeah, look, food trucks are a thing that have existed for a long time. I did not care or really know about food trucks because I don't go outside like that. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> buddy, but, I went, but I went to fucking one music fest and they had this Island Noodles truck and this Funnel Cake Guys truck. And they were the most delicious thing I had in my life. I the What is it? Island Noodles? They're not doing shit in this state for the rest of the year. So I'm already pissed off about that funnel cake. They they it's, give they you a schedule. Georgia once for one show, and are like, yeah, we're, yeah we're exactly. Ready. It's like, don't I, make me think you're a local thing. I'm gonna, oh, I can go there later. I can go to their place. No, they're gone forever. No, I um, I used to do. We used to do, like at the club I used to go to. There used to be a food truck that would go outside, and they they sold the best hot dog. I'm not sure if it was a good hot dog. All I know is I was drunk off of a ten dollar cover charge. I got to drink all I wanted. And mm-hmm. those hot dogs were transformative, and they were a dollar. Oh man, what that's all I like to hear. God, this is making me hungry now. <laughs> oh boy, dinner. Yeah, I think it would probably be time. We should, um, we should, we should do like do like prize and blame AI that all this stuff is happening and and then prize is right. Uh, I don't want an AI generated hot dog. It's also like a double right agent, now. but like. Yeah. Be blames AI. It's all deep fake. It's all deep fakes. Um, that does not mean you're gonna do a a, a concert with Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that ain't happening. Sorry, pal. <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh so yeah, uh let's do some plugs. Uh Jared, what are you like to what would you like to plug? What are you working uh, on? What was that game that you eviscerated and you ruined the developers? Um <laughs> What's funny about that game? What is that game's name? Uh, Quantum Error. Mm. Ah, I was a day late on the embargo 
Oh, but it was really fun to read everyone else's reviews because they all kind of agree with me. <laughs> and then it turned into like a uh, since it was a Sony exclusive. Now it was like I oh. was supposed to be your. This is what Sony was supposed to do. That wasn't you know the big, the big three or whatever. They try to get other small or double A exclusives or whatever, and this mm. is the best you can do. They were comparing it to some other like firefighting game on the Xbox. It's also an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Like that existed. Um, Quantum Air, don't play that game. Uh, those people, four, four brothers, made this game. Um, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> they should have made a movie that's clearly what they wanted to do here mm-hmm. yeah it's probably like half of this game is probably like a 15 hour game about half of it is cutscenes. um lots of ankles lots of colors like great then you have to play it and it's not so great um young yeah is like 19 voices in that fucking game too what um <laughs> a guy I, who i learned existed about six months ago um you don't need it they try to do rumble like they try to like use a dual sense to do weird shit like you can blow into the dual sense to do cpr on someone uh, uh weird that actually weird. sounded kind of cool but for well, like they're trying seconds. to do like what was that the playroom shit but not, yeah. they don't really do it very well and don't really do it very often so it's like the haptics they're doing in, like new haptic stuff with it but like not all that well so it's like well fuck this is why nobody does it because like you don't want to do a bad how well? Um, how many people put like played with the air name in their headline? Because it seems like that's just the thing you do for this game, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, right in if you have. Right um, in if you have. <laughs> I'm working on something now. It's not embargoes next week, so I can't talk about it. But all right, all right, Jared. You guys heard it here on the in the pocket tub. Big, 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 big Vince McMahon, and mm-hmm. now big Xbox. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Uh, with your pencil fucking mustache. <laughs> it is weird. I need my follow-up check, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Mr. Man and Sarah Bond hit him hit Jared up. <laughs> Shout out Mr. House. Uh Emmett, anything that you're working on? Uh not too many things. I mean, look, VGU.tv putting the Players Club podcast up again. It's a good show. <laughs> we'll listen to it i don't know um i'm enjoying making it uh, i'm enjoying getting back into stuff uh we're doing another spoonful this week as well a lot of shows are going on and i'm a little nervous because i'm trying to do another birthday stream where we raise money again and it's coming up quick so i gotta figure that shit out in the next few weeks but you'll you'll see me talk about that on the internet at places ej sponsor to one or wherever you're at uh yeah i just want to promote this show if you're listening to us make sure that you go into your pod catcher of choice give us a like give us a review uh be honest with the reviews if you don't want to give us five stars like it's fine we're not really cool but it's fine um <laughs> I'm, I'm cool damn it you could have been homies <laughs> no, but you get five stars so. i'm not cool with the person who's giving us a review and it's not five oh, stars. okay okay yeah that's fair, um that's with the writer strikes being done, uh, look for uh, um, Life in the Playhouse coming back soon. Uh, been waiting for that to go through, as well as me writing more entertainment stuff. I watched that first season of uh, of uh, Invincible, and I've just been waiting for the right time. You know, it looks like we're getting there. So, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, that's it. Uh, there will not be. This will be the only episodes in November. I am uh, traveling, and then it's the holidays. 
So we will be back in December with one Khalif Adams on the show. Yeah. So very excited about that. That's going to be super fun. So I'll actually be here this time. I promise. (laughs) I'm going to challenge Ka to his face as Mm. cooking. I'm going to throw Mm. the cooking gauntlet down Mm. in his face. So, uh, (laughs) For Emmett, for Jarrett, uh, my name is TL. This has been Welcome to the Thing. You have been welcomed. And now I hit stop button when I get over there. I like the idea of you have been welcomed at 